0: Veni, Veni, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to
1: have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment.
0: We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them.
1: I like
0: everything about it.
1: Fear interconnects with self-doubt, insecurity, as well as sadness, especially, but can also appear as bitterness, anger, and denial. And just as Sean mentioned earlier, fear really is at the root of them all, and each of those emotions are just reactions to the fear within. And we'll go through each of them here right now. What you like in high school may differ from what you like in your late 20s. And some things will remain the same. I still love U2, the band. (laughs) U2 is still one of my top favorites, but um, I also like a lot of different other things that I might not have been completely into in high school. Well, other things that have changed is horror movies because I used to be a nut for that kind of thing. It's like any new horror movie that came out, you know I was going to see it. And even though I was a very fearful person, I still enjoyed them. And it's kind of twisted and weird, but it's true. And so many different movies like that. I mean, you're seeing, you you know that that happy little family in the very beginning, they're going to be destroyed by the end of the movie. And there might at least be one survivor, if you're lucky. But you're going to watch them get tortured and being completely terrorized by this thing or entity or whatever. And you're being entertained by it. You know, you're actually, get in in some ways, enjoying watching somebody get tortured. And that might sound extreme, but it, it is actually pretty true. It's like, oh, they're about to get stabbed to death. You know, oh no, you know, jump scare, jump scare, scary music. You know, it's like, there's nothing, there's nothing good in that. There's nothing to build you up. There's nothing to learn from it, other than don't be with shady people, maybe, but... <laughs> um, But it just basically, it's just a thrill ride. There's no substance to it. There's no substance. You can go to a a theme park and go on some roller coasters and it'd be more wholesome than that. And, you know, the whole feeling of when you go home and you don't feel comfortable to be in the dark and you feel like somebody's in the room with you and you will have to leave on all the lights. You don't want to be alone. Well, that's not just fear over the movie. Something followed you home, actually. It's like, that's something I never really knew. I was told back in the day, I was like, yeah, right but whether it be the people that made it or
0: just feeding fear
1: or just feeding fear because demonic activity they they feed that's what they feed on it's like your fear is their candy and the more afraid you are the more pumped they're gonna be and the more they're gonna try to push you over the edge and in reality something did actually follow you home
0: yeah evil evil spirits do exist and they are looking for whatever attracts them and calls to them and dark and and negative emotions and thoughts they're like a dinner bell for them and they'll they'll come after you they'll come after someone that is full of fear because that's someone they can mess with and that's someone that they have some kind of kinship with because they're full of fear you know they're these dark spirits they're full of all of these evil things too and so they're looking for an environment that that they like you know it's kind of like stranger things where the mind flayer he likes it cold so he's trying to get to will and he wants will to bring down his body temperature so that he can occupy him and inhabit him more easily and you know at, at the whole beginning of that season of stranger things they're just trying to keep him cold you know because that's what he likes and otherwise he's going to be in pain and finally at the end, you know, Joyce realizes we've been giving him what he wants this whole time. Crank up that heat. <laughs> and so it's it's the same kind of a thing. If you live in just indulging fear and indulging dark and negative emotions and thoughts, you're giving these kinds of evil spirits, these kinds of dark entities a place to rest. A place that's in a familiar environment for them, like the upside down is for the mind flare, And they're not going to miss out on the opportunity to show up, you know, and they're not just going to decide to leave you alone because you just happen to, Oh, you know, what? I don't really feel like being afraid anymore. <laughs> Too bad. You know, they're not just going to go away because you feel like chasing them off. They, they like to have a new home. They like to have a new territory.
1: Those mosquitoes just came through your open window
0: and they like to mess with anybody that they get a chance to mess with. So they think that they've got an opportunity with you, you know, like fear Fear for them is an opportunity, so yeah, little another little hidden message in this whole thing. You know, another sort of another side quest in this entire segment here. Realize that fear is bad, and don't feed it. Don't feed it. Don't don't do things that are going to give it an open door. You know, I understand if you like the thrill and you like the feeling of scary movies and stuff like that, and you think it's harmless and it's a way of just getting to have that enjoyment, but realize there is consequences you know just just like the whole sleeping around thing like we talked about there's consequences for that there's consequences for running around jumping into different relationships there's consequences for feeding fear too because it grows in your life whatever area where you have a fear and you're afraid of this or that thing it doesn't just stay there in and, in and by itself. It tries to grow and span out into other areas of your life. So you don't want to inject fear into you and you don't want to strengthen it. You want to face and confront and overcome fear. You know, that's that's where you really want to be growing and going into your life.
1: And it's also important not to go into denial with your fear because with denial, you could be saying something to yourself like, I can be strong, independent, and happy on my own. I don't need anybody. But really, you're afraid of being alone. You're, you're, you feel kind of like a desperation, but you don't want to even admit to yourself that you feel powerless or inferior or desperate, just to put it plainly. And so you try to put on this front for yourself and maybe even for others too, but for yourself first that yeah you know what i'm fine being alone and i can be just as happy and things are great but really you're in you're you're in the hurricane of your life at the moment and you don't know what's going to take you out first the wind or the rain but you're going to you're going to put on your umbrella hat and act like oh it's uh, such a sunny day i'm going to keep the rays off my face but no <laughs> that's denial
0: fear is definitely always at the root of denial because you're afraid of facing reality you're afraid of dealing with things as they really are. You're afraid that you don't have the capacity. You can't deal with the truth. You can't deal with what's really going on. You know, again back to the original thing I said, you're you are afraid of your fear. You would rather believe that there's another reason why you're doing this. You know, oh, I'm I'm just going to walk down this road because uh I I like the sight better. Like No, you know, you're not, if if you're honest with yourself, you're not going down that road because you like the sight better. You know, you're, you're going down that road because really on the other road, you know, maybe there's, there's somebody that you're embarrassed to walk across, or there's, you know, a really pretty girl or a really, you know, nice looking guy, somebody that, you know, you are afraid of actually them seeing you and you seeing them. And, you know, maybe you even know that there is some kind of level of Experience that the two of you have with each other and you're really nervous about meeting them. You're really nervous about what could happen. That even though a part of you is excited and like, hey, this would be really cool, the other part of you is the fear part and it wins out because it says, "Eh, let's go down the other way. The other way has got a better view anyway. Like, no, that's not you making a better choice. It's not you deciding to go along with something because it's just a matter of your own personal preference, what you're more drawn to, that's a matter of fear just led you to make a decision. And you're covering it up with denial. You're covering it up with other reasons that are not the truth. So denial will constantly cover up for fear, will constantly give you alternative reasons to your real reason, why you're really doing something. And a lot of times, ultimately, it's a matter of being afraid of not having control. And so you make up your own reality. You make up your own version of reality where you feel like you're in control, where you feel like things are as you want them to be, or you are as you want to be. You know, you can see yourself as the hero, even though actually you're the one that is taking advantage of other people, or you're the one that is not standing up for other people like you should you know and or you can in denial you can see yourself as the victim you know poor me everything is happening to me everything is is just i can't do anything about it this is just how it all is you know it's just everything bad happens to me and the reality is you could stop putting up with abuse you know you could begin to make powerful choices become a different person stop living where all that bad stuff happens to you all the time you know it's denial is constantly a source of excuses for fear. And that's what it really comes right down to. Rather than facing and embracing my reality and dealing with the truth, I'm going to just try to make up my own version of it all in in an effort to control everything, in an effort to somehow navigate around fear instead of dealing with it.
1: And in settling, fear can appear in things such as anything is better than being alone you know you're, you're afraid of being alone it's the most simple explanation of that but in your mind you know that yeah this person isn't exactly who i wanted but i'm going to choose this person anyway because i don't want to be alone and that's also denial because you're trying to make something that looks bad and is bad into something that appears to be good and is good somehow in your psyche but really it's all a lie And the lie is, too, that being alone is actually better than being with a bad person. A bad person is just going to ruin your life that much more. And when you're alone, at least you can learn more about yourself, get into more of your passions and and just have your own adventures until you can actually share those adventures with somebody that actually values and treats you right and and gives you the respect that you deserve and is there with you for every step of the way. And literally, you can have that, you can have that person that wants to be there with you every step of the way and actually uplift you. We do, <laughs> we definitely do have that, and it, it is truly a blessing and something we're constantly thankful for.
0: And settling is a very cynical kind of take on fear. You know, it's it's another attempt at seeming sophisticated, like just simply. Um, You know oh it's i i just know that there's not really anybody better than that i just know that you know this well this is just what i need to go ahead and go with right now you know it might not be the right choice but at least it's better than this or this or whatever and the reality is it is really just fear of holding your position and waiting for something better it's fear of never being good enough, never being ready enough, no one ever really caring enough to, to be who you want them to be. It is just being that person that is manipulated by the salesperson, is manipulated by the the counterfeit in your life. You know, that if I miss this once in, once in a lifetime opportunity, it'll never come back again, you know? And the reality is, if someone loves you, They're not going to put you on a clock like that. And they're not going to set a timer and like, this is it. This is your opportunity. And if you don't take this now, then I'm just going to go with someone else. Well, then they're settling because if you were really the perfect one for them, the right one for them, and they, they were confident of that, they would give you time. They would be patient. They wouldn't rush things. They would wait until, you know, you both are in a place of confidence. You both are equally, you know, filled with desire for each other. To have to push someone to make a move does not show confidence and does not show true love. It shows fear. It shows control. And a lot of times we settle because we think that time is just going to pass us by and we're never going to find a better thing anyway. Or we're going to lose that thing that we did have. Or we are actually afraid, what's going to happen to me if... I have to be alone much longer. What's going to be, what's going to happen to me if I have to continue in this present course and things don't get better somehow, you know, like it's, it's kind of a, it's a survival mentality. Like I have to eat something, you know, like whether, even if it's poison, I have to eat something. So I'm going to go ahead and eat it. And the reality is things are not as high stakes as they often feel. And what I what do I mean by that? I mean that emotionally, it can feel like this is the end of the world. And if I don't find somebody right now, I'm going to die. Like, it can literally feel that bad. It can literally feel like I'm going to die if I don't find somebody in my life right now. If I don't get somebody in my life right now. I, I cannot stand it. I cannot deal with it. And that is a perception, but that is not reality. And the fear of, like like Brandy has said, the fear of being alone it's intense, you know, like, it's not even enough just to say that word, just to say that phrase, fear of being alone, because it's more than just, you know, It when, when you hear it just said like that, it just kind of sounds like, oh, that's, you know, it, it's silly, you know, why do we feel that way? Why do we think that way? But it's not a silly thing. It's a strong and and just demanding thing and it makes you feel desperate and it makes you feel paranoid and it makes you feel so insecure you just need to have somebody beside you you just it feels like a need you've got to have somebody in your life right now and it's not a real need but it is a perceived need it is a strong need just compelling feeling that is driving you in that direction, and it will drive you into codependency. It will drive you into finding someone just to fill that hole right now. That is settling. Instead of finding the courage and the strength to grow and become the person you need to be, and then finding from that place of wholeness the person who is really meant to be in your life, who will be your perfect partner, instead you're just getting pushed right into this forceful river just dragging you into the direction that it wants you to go. And that's the direction of fear. And it is not going to work out for the best. Things that are driven by fear are never going to turn out well in the end. And that's something that you got to be aware of. And that's why settling does not work because it's always the product of fear. It is never the product of wisdom, of making a good choice a calculated choice because really the truth the reality is there is a best out there for you there is the right course a true course for your life that you can really do the things that you were made to do alongside the people that you were made to do them with and that can't happen if you settle for the counterfeits that can't happen if you just go ahead and make the safe bet what seems to be quote unquote the safe bet of something that's available to you right now rather than holding off and preparing and trying to find what is really going to be the best for you
1: and finally that brings us to bitterness and bitterness is again another very dark road that is very toxic to you and everybody around you and it can appear as everyone just wants to use you and i'm not going to be used and that it's, that is a fear again of being taken advantage of which i totally understand that i had to overcome that myself but that is a fear that's basically it it can come from one experience or many but then you direct it towards any future experiences that you may have and even good ones that you might have but you're going to nitpick and you're going to tear apart everything until the appearance of that person or thing in your mind then appears well yeah see exactly they're not good so i'm not going to deal with them i'm not going to have them in my life they're just going to hurt me but in reality when you're nitpicking and tearing apart was also just tearing apart their good qualities but you didn't want to see their good qualities because you were afraid of them
0: Bitterness again is a is a uh, another fear response, another fear reaction, because it's just coming from the perspective of like you know, basically evil has won. Like bad things have happened in my life. I have been disillusioned. I see now that no one can actually be trusted. I see now that things are actually bad and not good, and this is just how it is. And so it's it's a sort of in a way passive, in a way aggressive response to a fear-based way of viewing the world. You know, the, the fear, underlying fear is that I've now seen the truth and people will not be good to me. Things will not be good for me. Thing, You know, everything will not turn out to be a happy ending in my life. It will always end up being a rainy day at the end. It's always going to end up being a negative event for me. And so why bother being hopeful? Why bother thinking that anything is gonna turn out. I just have to accept that this is just how it is and try to get through life and and, the, and just face it, just face the disillusionment and just live, live in it, live with it. And that fear at the center of it is so often, we, we've mentioned this fear a couple different times, but it is the fear that if I do get my hopes up, I'm just gonna be majorly disappointed again. If I do try to believe that anything could be any better, it's just going to result in that much more hurt. It's just going to result in that much more pain, you know? Like, my life's a joke, Mm -hmm. and the more I keep on trying to believe that it could be anything else, I just get made the butt of that joke that much more. So why keep on playing the game? Why keep on letting myself be the butt of the joke? I'll at least, you know, just bow out and refuse to to play along with it anymore. I'm not going to pretend like I I can actually have a good life, like I can actually have good things. It's a rebelliousness like I feel like the system is rigged against me. So rather than play and rather than be entertaining for for the spectators, you know, whoever they may be, God or the world or other people around me or whatever, I'm not going to I'm just not going to play into their hands anymore. You know, it's a fox and sour grapes kind of a thing like those grapes aren't any good. They're just sour. You know, I don't, I'm not going to eat them. And so the fear is that you can't ever have a good thing. The fear is that things actually can't ever be good. And so you're just reacting in that way. You're reacting by becoming bitter. And sometimes it can just be as simple as I'm afraid. I, I don't think I can ever get better. I don't think I can ever recover from this harm that's been done to me. I can never be the same again. You know, my husband left me, and I can never be the same again. My girlfriend betrayed me, cheated on on me with some other guy. I don't think I can ever deal with it again. You know, like I'm never gonna be able to trust anyone. And those kinds of like just beliefs that you that you develop, those are fear-based beliefs, and they're not the truth. You know, they're not the reality. And again it's spawning back from that fear of I could not deal with it if it happened to me again like if it happened to me again it would just destroy me like it would break my heart and I would not be able to survive like that is one of the main defenses I think that we come up with and reactions that we come up with against heartbreak is I will never let it happen to me again and that's very often the phrase of bitterness that's sort of the iconic phrase of bitterness is I am never going to let this happen to me again I will never fall for a girl like this again. I will never fall for a guy like this again. Like, this is not gonna happen. Like, I, I learned my lesson, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just stay tough and stay hardened and not let myself go back into that because that was bad enough and I don't, I don't ever want that again. And it's just cutting yourself off from the best that is out there that's waiting for you. Those that hurt you, they were not the best. The things that happen in your life, They were not the best for you. Bad things do happen, you know, and you do get tricked by counterfeits. But that is no reason to let that fear make you think that that is all your life can or ever will be, or that you are going to forever just be scarred by that and never be able to have better because of it.
1: So fear really can masquerade itself as pretty much anything. And the most obvious is stress. You're afraid something bad is gonna happen when you're stressing out, regardless of what, what it's about, who it's about, or, or the event it's about. It doesn't really matter. It's you're, You have fear and worry about something bad happening in any of those things. And stress robs you of energy, actually being able to think straight because that's another thing is when you're hurt and afraid of what else might happen your judgment and clarity is again clouded by the terror in your heart it all stems from the fear and a fear of the unknown that's a huge one because since you don't know what's going to happen you're, if you let your mind run with that and you let fear into your imagination it poisons all of those opportunities when a lot of good things would probably come out of it but also you know sometimes when you're afraid of something and you're stressing out about something maybe that thing it really isn't for you that's another thing and because there there are those situations but it's two different types of fear really one is just that guttural i'm i'm paranoid i feel like i'm gonna die and the other one is the i don't have peace about this I need to check into this further before I really get into it first. It's it's more of the calculative rather than the running hysterically, I don't know what to do kind of situation. Kind of like this, the episode of the SpongeBob where he can't remember his name and all those mini SpongeBobs are running around frantically looking through filing cabinets and everything's on fire and they're like, Ah! <laughs> we still love
0: SpongeBob. The waiter episode.
1: Yes. And you don't want to be the frantic. I can't find the name. You want to be the, okay, we're going to find the name. We don't know where it is, but it's there. And we're just going to keep calm and we're going to figure this out.
0: Yeah. Panic and anxiety and worrying. You know, these are various spectrums of the same sort of thing, the same kind of thing that comes from fear and it doesn't ever really make anything better it doesn't really help you overcome these situations there's usually this sort of undefined component in your fear where it's like oh i'm stressing and stressing because i have this presentation to give i'm stressing and stressing because this relative is going to be there at this family event and i don't know what what i'm going to do and how i'm going to handle this and that like the unspoken component that's there is that somehow you know this where there is this sense that we have that it's going to be too much for us. It's just going to be too much and we're just not going to be able to handle it. And we're going to be really hurt and it's going to be, you know, really negative and we're going to come out of this feeling terrible. Again, it's a another component of our heart, our heart feeling at risk because of how people are going to act, you know, they're going to ridicule us, they're going to make us feel ashamed, you know, we're going to be treated poorly and and, you know, we won't say these things out loud usually. We won't really re- rationalize and deal with, okay, well, where what is this fear really trying to tell me is going to happen? But kind of out in the periphery and further out in the distance, This fear is like just sort of implying something bad is going to happen and then something other bad thing is going to happen and then the worst thing is going to happen and you're going to go in this whole snowball. Next thing you know, you're going to have a terrible month and you're going to have a depression and your entire year is going to work out terrible. You're finally going to kill yourself. Like that's fear is just, it's insane. But that is really like how far off and vague it gets. Like you don't realize how way out in the fog, way out in the distance of this fear, it's leading you to believe this far out drawn out narrative of what's going to happen because this one thing is going to be too much for you and like all of this future impending doom of weight that is just kind of in the periphery of your consciousness is lurking there in the background like some vicious monster waiting to devour you and that's why it feels so intense that's why it feels so terrible because it's not just as simple as oh we're going to have an awkward conversation at the family dinner table or whatever It has so much greater ramifications in your psyche. It has so much greater implications for you on a deeper level and on a further level of your mind that you're not even accessing at this time. You're just feeling that. You're just in the emotion of that. And so it helps when we realize like, this is not rational, this is not helpful. This is not something that is bringing me to the truth. And if we force ourselves to confront the reality of like, you know what, what's going to happen here is either he's going to be a jerk or he'll be cool, he'll be fine. And either way, if he's a jerk, I'll walk away and just, just let it go. And just, okay, fine, whatever, you know, and go on with my life. Or maybe it doesn't turn out to be so bad. Maybe it turns out to even be a good time or a neutral time or whatever. And I'll walk away. And what was the point if I was worrying the whole time?
1: Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard.
0: Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on
1: Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. <laughs>
0: Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page.
1: And even Twitter at PVisionM. And y'all come back now, you hear?